Welcome to the Truth Hurts Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Leslie. It'll just be a solo podcast today because today's main topic will be about the MLB trade deadline coming up and a look at both uh, at all 30 teams in the Major League Baseball. Today's focus will be on the American League and in a day or two we'll be focused on the National League. So a week from today is the trade deadline and it'll be really interesting to see the buyers and sellers um, between all teams because usually at this point teams know if they're in a in the hunt or not and you know this year there's a lot of teams that could slip into that wild card spot so I've, I've right now I really don't know how teams are going to react and even those teams in the wild card spots now they have to decide do we even have enough to push for it or should we give up some give up a couple players get some prospects or picks back and just build up next year and try to do it all over again and I mean it's a tough decision for each for each organization um you've seen teams like the Washington Nationals last year they could have given away pieces like Bryce Harper that they knew they weren't going to get back but they they were on a roll and thought they would be in contention and then missed the playoffs. So, um, they the trade deadline was a lot different last year. There was the waivers trade deadline, so you could still get guys through waivers, but they changed that up this year. July 31st, that's when your roster is going to stay put. So this year's going to be intriguing. So first thing we're going to look at, well, today, for today we're going to look at the American League. And so we're looking at the American American League uh, standings. In the East, we have the New York Yankees at 65 and 35, Boston Red Sox at 56 and 46, Tampa Bay Rays at 57-47, Toronto Blue Jays at 39-64, and the Baltimore Orioles at 32 and 68. In the AL Central, we have the Twins at 61 and 39. The Indians at 58 and 42, the White Sox at 45 and th- 45 and thir- and 53, the Royals at 38 and 64, the Tigers at 30 and 66. In the AL West, we have the Astros at 65 and 38, the A's at 58 and 44, the Angels at 53 and 49, the Rangers at 51 and 50, and the Mariners at 41 and 63. Looking at the wild card right now and how it would be seeded. First off, we have the Yankees as the one seed. The Astros as the two and the Twins at the three. So that means the twin that means the Astros will be hosting the Twins in the first round. And the Yankees will be playing the wild card. And as it stands at 316 on a Wednesday, July 24th. Right now that would be the Indians and the A's. With Boston sitting two games, Boston and Tampa sitting two games behind, the Angels sitting at five, and the Rangers sitting at six and a half. So that pretty much breaks it down to six, seven, eight. There's about nine teams in contention right now for to make the playoffs. Um, I think the AL is a little more in a condensed than the NL. There's a lot of teams in the NL that could sneak in. You know, the, the Yankees have been dominant all year. Same with the Twins and Astros. You know, those three have sat at the top of their division pretty much since the first couple weeks. Um, they've been on a roll. And 
they're going to be hard to beat, but you can't count out teams like Oakland, who every year they seem to just put a good team together, and Cleveland because they've had a good pass with things. I mean, they're 58 and 42. They have a good team. They're 8 and 2 in their last 10. Um, and then you can't count out Boston. You know, they're the champs until proven not. You know, they're out of the playoffs right now, but they've been on a little run lately. And you know, they're 6 and 4 last 10, but. They caught up to Tampa finally, and that also is because Tampa is three and seven in the last ten. You know, we're at this point in the in the year where every game matters, every game counts. So first of all, we're gonna look at the AL East. We're gonna look at the New York Yankees. One second here. So the Yankees. Their lineup right now is looking like Gary Sanchez at catcher. And then the infield, you got Luke Voigt, DJ Mayhew, Glaber Torres, Gio Ursella, Brett Gardner, Aaron Hicks, Aaron Judge, and Edwin Encarnacion. With a team with so many injuries this year, like Miguel Anduar, Greg Bird, John Carlos Stan, Troy Tulowinski, then they're still standing up at the top of the AL. Then they have a great team. This team is going to be really hard to beat. You know, looking at averages on team, DJ Lemayu, 337. Torres, 295. Ursella, 297. And Judge, 308. You know, Stanton, 290. He's on the 10-day IL right now. Hopefully, he'll be back strong for them. You know, the Yankees, they're... Last year, they're always second fiddle to the Red Sox. And this year, roles were reversed. Now, the Yankees just have a really good team this year. They're really exciting. You know, LeMahieu was a really good pickup for them. Um, you know, injuries was a big question going in because the first few weeks of the year, everyone went out, but they still produced an extremely well talent. You know, they have a, a good manager. Let's see how far they can go. The Yankees are in good shape, so be excited for what's to come. And now we're looking at the Red Sox. The catcher, we have Christian Vasquez run the infield, uh, Chavez, Holt, Bogarts, Devers in the outfield. One of the best outfields, it's not the best outfield. Trio in the league, and Ben Attendee, Bradley Jr., Betts, and then J.D. Martinez is their DH. I'm um, looking at their pitching staff. They have Chris Sale, Eduardo Rodriguez, Rick Porcello, David Price. And then they also picked up Andrew Kastner. They're hoping they can fill in that five spot. You know, they're, right now they're going to be looking at hopefully just making it in as a wild card team. So it comes down to one game. You're going to have your choice of Sale and Price out there. And their Sale's 5-9 and nine this, year. this year. He's been struggling. He's not himself. As of what he usually produces out there. But I do trust Chris Sale in the playoffs, that's for sure. He's sitting at a four. He's sitting at a four ERA this year. You know, David Price three six one. And uh, everyone else is above four on their team. You know, the biggest thing with the Red Sox this year has been pitching. You know, they have an, they have a great lineup. Pretty much the same lineup that took them all the way last year. Besides um, you know, Steve Pierce is still out. They have a solid bench. You know, I really think I think they're gonna slide in the playoffs. You know, if that takes the A's out, uh, I think 
I think the Indians are going to be in the playoffs as well, facing in the wild card. So it's going to come down to either price or sale versus... And that also comes down to regular season because what if they have to pitch sale and price just to get to the wild card? So it's a risk all the way around, but you want to make the playoffs and defend that title as long as possible. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they've been really exciting this year. You know, they they surprised a lot of people. I don't think that they knew what they had this year. Their lineup, Zanino, uh, Chu, Lowe, Adams, Diaz, Pham, Kiermaier, Garcia, Meadows. And right now, Kiermaier's on the 10-day IL, Diaz 10-day IL, Lowe 10-day IL. Um, they're, they're pitching, which has been, you know, Charlie Morton's been good. Blake Snell has struggled. And Stanek Glass now, both on the IL. The injury bug kind of hit him at the at the worst time. Um, for a team with a really good record, they're starting to slow down a little bit. Um, especially with the Red Sox heating up, with the Red Sox with their past, you know, with their experience, their their World Series champs still. Um, they're at a tough spot because they're two games out along with the Red Sox so they're still in it they could squeeze in if they bring it together like I said they're three and seven in their last ten you know that hurts because that just builds up you know everything is in baseball is mental and if this team can't pull it together then they're going to be missing on the playoffs again the Toronto Blue Jays this is a team that should start to be sellers. You know, they have Vlad Guerrero Jr. coming up. They have some good young guys like uh, Kavan Biggio um, and a few others that I can't remember off the top of my head. But they have, a, they have a good young core, and I think they should just start building with that. You know, they have some contracts they could get rid of, get some other prospects in return, and just start over. You know, Vlad Guerrero... Should have won the home run derby. Sad he didn't do balled out. Um, I do think they should. I do think they should hold on to Sherman because he's 28. Like, what's the point of getting rid of a 28 year old pitcher unless you're getting top prize for him? Um, he's been a fa- he's been the face of the Blue Jays for a long time. You know, he struggled a little bit this year. Not ERA wise, 3.06, so he's actually had a really good year. I just saw the record six and ten, but same thing with Degrom last year. He had double digit losses, but won the Cy Young in the NL. Um, so it's all about your team. You know, it's not your fault. You can control how many runs. If you give up one run and lose one nothing, or give up two and lose two one, it's not on you. You did your job starting pitcher. So there is a lot of talk surrounding Stroman. Um, a lot of mixed feelings on if he's going to be moved or not. I know the Yankees are rumored to be looking at him. A few others, the Braves. So we'll see in this next week what Nationals uh, GM Mike Rizzo said, that he thinks it's going to be a late market. He thinks people are going to be latching on late. People are going to be finding deals within the last few hours of it. So it should be interesting. Now we're looking at the Baltimore Orioles, which I, Orioles, which I think they should go full sell mode. You know, no one's going to take Chris Davis' contract or Chris Davis in general. Jonathan Villar can be moved uh, addition to the team this year. You know, Trey Mancini, 
I think he could help out a team like Steve Pierce did last year, except that he's a better player than Steve Pierce. He can start for most teams in MLB as an outfielder slash DH. You know, Mancini's like the only name really known on the on the Orioles now. Another guy being talked about of being moved is uh, Nunez. Renato Nunez, he's hit 24 homers this year. Another good bat to a team. You know, last year they moved Machado, Jones, Scope, anything, anyone possible. And now they still have, uh, on their pitching staff, they have Dylan Bundy coming back, which is someone they should hold on to. I do think it's trade Michael Givens. You know, he's 1-4 with 4.23 ERA. But he hasn't had many save opportunities this year in general. I think a team should trade for him and put him on the, in the bullpen. The Orioles, is going to be a while. I think they should sit with the top pick in that draft every year. They love their catcher they got. It's going to take a few years for to see him in an Orioles uniform. I don't know. Living so close to Baltimore, I wish him well. I can see why they had to do what they did last year. But it's going to be a lot of suffering for uh, Baltimore fans in the next few years. Now we're going over to the AL Central. We have Minnesota Twins breaking out in storm this year. Jason Catro hitting 261. You know, you have Jorge Polanco in 312. You just have a lot of hitters like Rosario hitting 283. You have a lot of hitters just sitting at the 270, 260 mark. And that builds up over time. Like a lot of teams you see, they have two or three hitters hitting 295 or above. Then the rest of the teams hitting 240, 250. When you have a couple hitters hitting above 295 and then you have the rest of your team hitting 265 you're gonna get things done on the base pass you're gonna get runs in you know twins are really built they're built well this year they have jose barrios pitching well uh jake odorizzi who came over from tampa and kyle gibson has been decent for him this year and pinetta he's struggled a little bit they could use more help in the bullpen, Rodgers has been decent, but I think they could find replacements for guys like Blake Parker and Trevor Bay. But like I said, it's going to be all in the market. It's going to teams like the Twins that struggle to get these pieces in the first place. I don't think they want to give up prospects that for a team that's sat on building through the youth in their years. It's going to be interesting. They're going to be a two or three seed. They could pass the Yankees. So, like, the one through three isn't set in the AL yet with so much of the season left to go. But the trade down being so soon, I think they they pretty much have to decide what they're going to do. And do you go for it now or do you sit and wait? And if I was a Twins fan, I would want to see them build the best team possible this year because what's the point? I keep saying next year, next year. And they had a really good team to pass with. Um, Joe Maurer and Justin Manor, uh Menor, yeah. Um, those two are franchise cornerstones. And the Twins have really put together a good team this year. And everyone going into the year, Cleveland is favorites. But now look who's in first. And speaking of the Indians, we'll be talking about them now. We have, you know, they have a great pitching staff of Bauer, Bieber, Carrasco, even though Carrasco will be gone now because uh, 
feel bad for uh, Cookie Carrasco, Carlos Cookie Carrasco. Um, I forget what he's going through right now. Is it lymphoma? One second. Leukemia. He's going to be battling with leukemia. Oh, I feel bad for him. Kluber, great pitcher. Once he gets 60-day ILC, it's... You know, the Indians, they've, they've had some heartbreaks in the World Series. They couldn't get it done. And finally, LeBron James got Cleveland a championship. They've been, they've been striving for one for a while. Um, the All-Star game was just there. They put on a good show in Cleveland. The Indians, I think, are going to make the playoffs right now, what I'm looking at. Um, I just don't think they have enough to get it done again. Another lineup, they have Kipnis, Lindor, Ramirez. Even though Kipnis is in 244, he's kind of falling off a little bit. You know, they have Carlos Santana. So, I mean, they have a good team. Definitely better than the majority of the MLB. But just looking at the at the short-term effects for the rest of the year, I don't think they have enough to make it to the ALCS and potential World Series. If I'm wrong, though, I'll gladly take it. And congrats to the Indians for proving me wrong. I'm proving a lot of people wrong. Look at the Chicago White Sox and third place in the AL Central with uh, eight games under 500. Just shows how weak the AL Central has been this year. And, you know, a lot of people say that's why the Twins have been so successful. But it doesn't matter who you play. You still got to win a nine-inning game every six to seven nights a week. So the White Sox in third right now. You know, they've, you know there have been a lot of talk if they're going to be sellers this year or not. As in, in Jose Abreu and Yonder Alonso and... A whole group of pitchers. You know, I like I like what they're building in Chicago. You know, Giolito and Lopez they got for Eaton a few years ago. You know, they're both in the they're both in the top of the, their rotation now. Abreu's a great player. He's always been like their cornerstone piece for a while. Moncada is is a beast. They got him in that Chris they got him in that Chris Sale trade a while ago. So the White Sox are trending up. Just not there yet. I don't think there will be next year either. I don't think they should get rid of Jose Abreu. 32 years old. It's a decision you have to make. Now, a lot of teams have had to make decisions like that before. You know, Detroit moved on from Verlander. And then Verlander went on to win a World Series. You know, just big franchise cornerstones in there. In their, uh, in their low to mid-30s, like, they figure, by the time we're back on top, will this guy be any use to us? So, that's the decision Chicago has to make. You know, they're the second-best team in Chicago right now. I really don't know. They... I do like what they're building, both pitching and... Uh, through their lineup, you know they're they're going to be exciting to watch. But in regards to this video talking about what's coming up, I think they should sell. No, Abreu, I personally wouldn't this year. I think you have time next year if you're at that point still. 
Now give it another shot. Keep your fans happy. But I think they should give up pieces that they could easily replace in the offseason. The Kansas City Royals, and they have said they are going to be sellers. You know, Martin Maldonado is was traded back to the uh, to the Cubs. My bad on that. I'm slipping a little bit. It's it's my first podcast, just myself. So I'm usually used to Dominic helping me out if I forget a name, but. He, would, he wouldn't know anyone who I'm talking about this video right now. Even his own team, the Yankees, besides Judge and Stanton. He talks about Derek Jeter sometimes. probably thinks he's still there starting shortstop. So, <laughs> You know, they have pieces like Alex Gordon, Billy Hamilton. They should, they could move. Whit Merrifield, there's some talks. I think he's going to stay put, batting 3 or 8 for him this year. They're pitching-wise. They... They have young pieces. Brad Keller hasn't had a, the best year, but he's 23. Uh, Homer Bailey was moved to the Athletics. They have Danny Duffy. They could move. They could move Ian Kennedy. Teams will want a seventh, eighth inning guy. I don't see him as a closer for a top club, but Kansas City has options. You know, they had their they had their moments past. Um, in the past, like, five, six years. And now, now they're at a different phase. You know, every team's got to go through that roller coaster ride up and down. And the fans just got to realize that they went through that journey, so they have to accept what's going on right now. But they're not as worse as the Detroit Tigers, fifth in the Central. So their lineup looks really rough besides... Nick Casilanos and Miguel Cabrera. No, Miggy, his contract at 36. I don't. Detroit, he's gonna finish his career in Detroit, I think. You know, maybe he could latch on back to, back to Miami. Like he was a Florida Marlin. He wasn't even, he wasn't even Miami. So I don't know. I don't know if he's one of those guys that feels like he has to return to finish his career either. I think he's gonna finish in Detroit. Casilanos. Wants to be moved. I know he does <laughs> to a contender. I don't think Detroit's going to move him because I don't think the market's going to be that high for him. You know, he's the lead leaguer in doubles in a pitcher's park. So he's a, he's a really good player. He could be a DH utility in the outfield. If I was a team, I would try to trade for him, but they're going to set a high market for him. But ultimately, he's going to leave as a free agent next year. So... If I was Detroit, I would do anything I could. But see you in 2020, Detroit. Now we're going over to the AL West. First off, we have the Houston Astros. Team that knows what it takes to win it all. And with a team that's still strong as can be. You know, with Jose Altuve, Correa coming back, I think soon. It's been out for a while. Alex Bregman, Michael Brantley, Josh Reddick, Josh Reddick, Jason Marisnik, Jake Marisnik. Um, then Guriel at first. He's having a great year. You know, Jordan Alvarez at DH for him right now. He's just breaking records. George Springer. This is another guy that I totally forgot about. 
and the Astros, and that's just <laughs> that's just their hitting. You know, their their rotation right now. They have Verlander 12-4, 2.99ERA, Garrett Cole 11-5, 3.03ERA, Wade Miley 8-4, Then Ozuna 2.53 as a closer, and then their bullpen they have Presley 1.45ERA and then Will Harris 1.67. This Houston team's loaded, and I think it's gonna give the Yankees a good run. You know, that's we'll be going over my uh, AL predictions after we talk about the rest of the teams in the West. But I really like the Astros. Um, They're an embodiment of what it feels like to go through those years of first overall pick in the summer every single year and building up that talent and finally putting it all together and being one of the best teams in baseball. That's what teams like the Orioles and the Tigers and the Royals hope to do again when I... Again, for the Royals, but the other two, they're hoping to follow what the Astros did. Um, following the Sixers' trust the process movement. You know, baseball, you have a whole farm system, 45 rounds in the draft, trying to find the diamonds in the rough. And the Astros did that, and that's why I respect them so much. You now, the Red Sox Yankees have a history of being great, the Dodgers have a history of being great. You know, the Cubs have the history until a couple years ago. But the Astros, I think they have a good shot to run it run it back. You know, the Red Sox won all last year. They lost to the Astros and the ALCS. I think they're going to make it back to ALCS with this team, especially if Korea can come back better. Then you got the Oakland Athletics, who are sitting in the wild card spot right now with other teams looking from the looking from the outside to try to take it you know the money ball system that was there and they they always seem like we can't keep their best players and josh donaldson left you know if we want to talk about money ball carlos pena um jason giambi missing forgetting a few but you know they I was talking about with a couple buddies. This is a team that seems like every year you hear about how they lost one of their best players. And then they have a new one coming late. And this one uh, is Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman this year hitting 278. You know, represented in the uh, home run derby for him. He's really coming to light. And then they have Chris, they have Chris Davis as a DH, a power hitter. You know, their best hitter this year has been Ramon Lorian, who's also been a spotlight in the field for him in center. He's been really solid. And then pitching-wise, they have Frankie Montas pitching uh, 9-2, 2.7. Mike Fears, 9-3, uh, 3.57, who was in Detroit. He's really come to light now, and he's actually one of the, one of the go-to pitchers for Oakland, so I'm not as high on as Oakland in the playoffs as some people are. They just never seem to have enough. I think they're always going to sit at mid to upper mid tier. With I don't even know how many games to go. Let's see, they're sitting at 58 and 44, so pretty much they have 60 60 games left. 
I'm just not high on them to finish to finish out their 60 games and sneak in the playoffs. You know, they're there right now, so it's theirs till they lose it, but they need to they need to keep their stars. Could you imagine if Donaldson was still on that team doing what he did? And there's a couple others that I I know that played with Donaldson there that I just can't remember, but Oakland surprised me this year going in. I did not think Oakland would be like this going in. So, now congrats to them right now. Like, I, I don't even like them as a second best team in the division. I always like the Angels more, but I don't know if that's just because of Trout. I don't know if it's because they have the whole Tyler Skaggs brotherhood motivation going on in that locker room. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Angels finished ahead of them. You know, they're only five games behind them right now. So, you know, 60 games left, five games is nothing. Differential. Speaking of the Angels, we have on their team, Albert Pujols, Anderson Simmons, Mike Trout, Shoei Yatani. Now, Brian Goodwin has really come to light for him leaving, leaving D.C. this year and left. Now, they always, I just don't understand a team like uh, the Angels, how you can have the best player that in the game for the past decade, past five to seven years. And you just, not even five, best three three to five years, and you can't surround a playoff team around them that could that could go really far. Um, you know, Skaggs, the situation is horrible, and they never they just don't have the pitching this year. Um, their best starter, starting ERA was Skaggs and four point two nine ERA, and. You know, he was trending upwards. They have Griffin Canning, who's 23. He's pitching 3-5, 4.67. And if the Angels want to make a run, ever since Jared Weaver and uh, Richards has been gone from that rotation, they just haven't had that support to help a pretty solid lineup. I do think they're going to finish in second to finish the year, but I don't think it's going to be enough to make the wild card. Then we have the Texas Rangers at 51 and 50. Their lineup, Rugnet Adored, Elvis Andrews, Estrubal Cabrera, Joey Gallo, um, Sinsu Chu, Delino DeShields, Nomar Mazzara. That's a pretty decent hitting lineup. They got they have Hunter Pence too on their bench. You know they're pitching Lance Lynn, who's had a really good year. Mike Miners, who's have had an even better year. Drew Smiley's struggled a lot after leaving Detroit. Adrian Sampson and um, Ariel Gerardo have not been too good for him. So, I mean, Sean Kelly is on the 10 IL as their closer. And, you know, Texas also had their run, the Josh Hamilton era, the Prince Fielder era. <clears throat> And they've struggled to make it back there, even with a pretty decent Adrian Belcher. I even forgot about Adrian Belcher. Adrian Belcher era. And they've, they've struggled to make it back to that point. And now the Astros have taken light in the AL West. So I, know, I think the Rangers should sell. Sell anything they can for, of course, solid compensation back 
but they're still ahead of another team that's really fallen off, the Seattle Mariners. You know, Felix Hernandez really fell off with his career. Dude used to be a complete stud, you know, Cy Young potential every year. At 33, he's on the injured injured list right now. He's 1-4, 6.52 ERA. You know, their lineup, they do have Eminem Carnacion. You know, the going in, I thought this team would be kind of decent. They had D. Gordon. He's hurt right now. But he still hit 280. You know, Encarnacion hitting 241. Kyle Seeger is hitting 190. That's that hurts him a lot. JP Crawford hitting 258. Malik Smith 235. So this is a team that hasn't really lived up to their expectations. I remember watching them early in the year in um, Japan. And they looked like they were going to be a solid team. You know, top bottom, pretty solid lineup. I do think Gene Segura helped that lineup a lot in the middle. But getting D Gordon, honestly, I thought was a, was a solid replacement. They're kind of, you know, D Gordon's a little faster. Segura can do more and as in power acts, aspects and stuff. But this Seattle team always seems like they're going to have a decently good roster. They're in the trade market a lot. But I just, I, for some reason, they just always underperform. And I don't know. I just, I don't know what that is. And that wraps up the AL East. And now we're going to quickly talk over my predictions for how the AL postseason is going to end up. And this is also regarding 60 to 62 games before the trade deadline. So this is the rosters right now and what I think they could do. And now the one seed I think is going to be the New York Yankees. I think they're going to lock up the one seed. I think they're going to keep balling out. I think they're going to get as healthy as they can for a postseason run. I have the Houston Astros as two at two, um, top to bottom. I think the best hitting hitting uh, lineup in the the Red Sox could make a play for that. But um, top to bottom, the one of the best teams in the league. You know, having two top tier pitchers. Sub three ERAs and just young guys who always seem to find ways to step up in big games. And that doesn't talk about the Red Sox knocking them out last year, but I have the Ashers at two. At three, I have the Minnesota Twins. I think they hold on to their um, AL Central Championship. I think they should put that up in the stadium. Um, because I think that's all they're going to do for the season is win the AL Central. I think the Astros are going to get them in, in three games. I think I'm going to go for the three-game sweep. I think the Astros sent them home early. The wild card, I have the Indians playing the Red Sox at home. But I have the Red Sox beating the Indians. So I have the Red Sox playing the Yankees. And I have the Yankees winning in four games. I have the Yankees winning three to one. So that brings the Astros versus the Yankees. And I think this series is really close where it's going to take seven games. And I have the Astros winning four to three in the series. And I just think that comes down to Verlander and Cole. 
You know, the, the lineups kind of balance each other in certain aspects. I'm not saying perfectly, but I really like Verlander and Cole in the seasons they've had. And in playoffs, you don't need a five-man rotation. You just need three. You need three that can give you a long game, and then you can, your fourth, you just need them to get you through a few innings with the lead and then turn to your bullpen and hope they don't blow it. Um, with that being said, I have the Astros taking on. You'll find out in my NL preview or outlook for the rest of the season and my NL postseason predictions. You will have that tomorrow afternoon. So then you'll get to see um, who I ultimately think will take it all. Um, the trade deadline, of course, records are records are going to change overnight and during the day. Uh, what I stated earlier, but um, and then last look at the trade deadline. It's a it's a week away that could change this whole season. I just. I think this I think this trade deadline right now isn't as high profile and I think uh, as many moves we moved around in the past couple. So thank you for listening today. Sorry for the stuttering sometimes. I was just trying to find my words, you know. It's a lot easier going in the conversation, but we want to be able to talk about all sports. And you know, Dominic and I can always talk about football, basketball to the best to the best of them but I do want to look more into baseball soccer and hockey being covered a little bit as well every once in a while so thank you for listening again and come back tomorrow around this time for the NL uh, trade deadline watch thank you have a good day thank you for tuning in to our latest truth hurts podcast You can listen to us anywhere. Search The Truth Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and so much more. Stay up to date all sports through our anchor site, along with our Twitter account, at truthhurts underscore pod. Have a great day, but remember, sometimes the truth does in fact hurt.